Hey everyone, this is Chris from the Chris and Sandy Show, and it's kind of weird me saying just Chris, because as you see, my sidekick's not here. She's a little sick today, so say a little prayer for her. But we're excited to have um, Jody Silver Silver's coming on. Um, he's done some great things out there in the country music world, and we're excited to talk to him about his life, his career, and where he's going. So welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here, Chris. Good to be here. I, I wish Sandy was here with you. Yep. I sometimes I lose track when she's not here because I'm like, you know, I refer to her on a lot of things. And it's like, OK, she's not here. <laughs> Probably keep us both in check. <laughs> so um, I always like to um, kind of start to show up the same way. Uh, last couple of years have been rough for a lot of people, especially in entertainment. So how have you dealt with this um, time frame and what have you done to maneuver through it? Well, you know, for for the whole pandemic and and uh, COVID and everything, you know, it, it really, in a way, it, it really bettered me as a musician. You know, it gave me more time to, instead of going out in the world and seeing everybody and just spending time eating and talking, you know, to people and everything. I really just sat at home by myself and played guitar all day. And it really, it bettered me. It gave me more time, you know, to just sit back and, and kind of use on what I want to be in the country. You know, business. There's so many avenues that you can take in the music business. And, exactly. Uh, and I think that sometimes that, that people don't get that with the different avenues, because as you know, a lot of times if you go to your parents when you're young and you say, I want to be a musician, they're like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes parents don't realize there's more roles than Blake Shelton and your broke brother-in-law. There's like a lot of levels in between that they don't get to see. Right. That's true. I agree with that. <clears throat> so, you know, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show um, January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID. And I remember um, telling Sandy, original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year. And then COVID happens. And I'm like, ooh, what are we going to do? And then I realized there was an opportunity for us because um, everybody was shut down. So everybody had time. And it's like, you know what? We're going to step it up and give everybody what, what they need. The talk and because of that we end up doing 300 interviews that year and we're over 500 now whoa, whoa. that's a lot man there's a lot of work put into that too I now we that. haven't done what we did the first year we built the base with 300 but we i think last year we did 200 and we're probably on track to do about 200 this year so which we did slow it down like okay let's keep a pace that we can handle this for the long haul because we don't want to burn ourselves out either right right no i, I get that and that's awesome <laughs> So um, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? I always like to go deeper than that. When did it actually click that this could be a career move for you? And I know that you've kind of got roots in music. So let's talk about all that. Right. Well, you know, when I was two or three years old, I, I've still got the, uh, the eight tracks, a little two inch tape that we filmed, or not film, we uh, recorded down in my dad's little home studio back home. Um, you know, because he was a country singer. I, I was singing Orange Blossom Special and Coastal Prison Blues. You know, my baby voice is cool. I got to go find those. But, uh, you know, I I really got into, you know, singing and stuff. I, I never really took it serious until probably, I don't know, maybe when I was 14, 15, I started, you know, listening uh, to Waylon and stuff. And I really mm -hmm. got that. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was the... The first one, you know, I, I listen to so much Johnny Cash, I don't even like to listen to him anymore. <laughs> I know every every song he ever recorded, but uh, but you know, it, it really wasn't until I was sixteen 
I, I told my dad one day, we were sitting there singing something. I said, Dad, I, I got to go to Nashville, man. And, you know, my dad, my dad had me when he was 65 years old. And my mama, it don't matter, but I always tell it with it. But my mama was 21. You know, so it was a weird life growing up. They, they ain't together now. But, um, but you know, I, I told him, you know, he's retired and everything. And I said, I got to move to Nashville. And I said, it's either that or I'm going to, you know, get out of high school and work at Walmart or military or something. But I want to do music. He said, well, son, if you want to do music, you got to go to Nashville. So we packed up all my stuff, and I moved to Nashville, and he dropped me off. He got me an apartment. I was living uh, downtown, first place I was living, and I was there on my own uh, the last couple of years. So what was that like, you know, moving to Nashville? Um, did Nashville take you in like you expected? Was it everything you expected? I mean, what was that like? Well, for a 16-year-old moving <laughs> to a city nine hours away, you know, not knowing anybody, it was probably what you'd expect and more. You know, it was a lot of fun at first, and then I got I got burned out. And, uh, you know, it, it's really – everybody always just wants to go out and have a cheeseburger and, and drink everything in this town. And, you know, I, I really – for the – First couple of months I lived in Nashville, that's what it was like, you know, trying to make friends. But then I sat back and I realized it's, it's about the music, you know. Any, anybody can go out and, and have a beer and have fun, but only a certain amount of people can get up on the stage and sing. And I, I want to be in that group of people, you know. Uh, so that's what I focus my time on now is, is just playing guitar and, and singing. And, and, you know, that's perfect lead into where I want us to go now. As you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, what Blake Shelton does and all the big artists, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to the top level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that because I think a lot of times this is kind of glossed over that, you know, because it's, you know, that people believe that, oh, if you get got this talent, you'll make it. But we both know. That's not always true. You, but you're a natural. You know that's not true. So let's talk about that side of it a little bit. The grind side. What is, what what have sacrifices you have made in your career so far? Well, you know the music business. It's like any it's the entertainment business as a whole. You know, or, or any business. There's a lot of wine and dines and fancy restaurants. <laughs> I'll do this if you do that. You know, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors to get to where you want to be, you know, but it really all, it really all starts with the music. The music has, it doesn't have to be great anymore, but it has to be good. And, uh, you know, so it's really, you know, just you talk about the sacrifices and stuff, you know, just night after night after night of staying up, I, you know, I'd, I'd stay up four or five o'clock in the morning. I still do sometimes if I can't get that guitar, guitar <laughs> I, you know, I'll stay up. And I get so angry and I finally get it. And it's funny about that. Um, I might be getting off track a little bit. You play a guitar, you can play for hours and hours. This is how I do it, learn stuff. And I can, you know, you take all that out of the and stuff that you're amazing. It's real hard to play. And I'll play it over and over and over. And I don't think I'll ever get it. I finally get it one time. And as soon as I get it, that one time, I put my guitar up and I go to bed. When I wake up, I can play it perfect note for note. That's how it's always worked for me. Oh, wow. I don't know why that is because when i play i don't know what notes i'm hitting it's just, just you know muscle memory and stuff um but uh yeah that was off topic but i yeah that that's mainly my sacrifices is um you know 
put in the time. You know, you can't. A lot of people come to this town. You can't fake the time. Huh? <laughs> a lot of you know all of your superstars and everything that you see on TV. They don't. I mean, they, they don't get that. They don't just move. Some people, a very small amount of people, move here. Everybody moves here thinking it's going to happen overnight, which is what I thought. You know, sixteen. I was stupid. Uh, everybody thinks they're going to get here and roll up and you know give me a record deal and let's smoke a cigar and, and let's uh, put me on some shows but it really don't happen like that every every show you've seen is put together with hours and hours so a lot of musicians don't get credit for that it's an art you know it's it's just like somebody typing up a big news story or somebody painting a picture music's the same thing and I, and I don't think it's valued like that anymore um but it should be. I think it, know, I, it'll come back around, I think. And I'll be honest with you, when we launched this show, I didn't realize the work that goes behind us being a host and doing it. Because, you know, you see like Bobby Bones and Ty Bentley and all that. And you're like, man, that would be so much fun. And, and you know, and and this part is, this part is great. It's like when you get on the stage, you probably have a blast. You're in your zone. You're in your element. But it's what you do off the stage, what we do off the show is what really makes everything work. Right, and all, that's the part that people don't see. All, all the all the dirty looks and the, and the cuss words and throwing stuff, yeah, all you know, all that stuff goes unseen, you know, on the TV. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. It's like that for, for anything in the show business. Uh, but it's fun, you know, it's just great. It's great. So um speaking of great, what are a few wow moments you've had so far in your career? Well, I don't know if I can talk about those. Uh, <laughs> Not wild, wow. Um Wild or you said wild? What W O W? Oh, wow, wow. Okay. Oh, I thought you told me. Yeah. Um, some wow moments. Well, we like to go play in Nebraska a lot, you know, and, and uh growing up I uh you know, my, my family wasn't really well off and everything, but we go out in Nebraska, there's just a certain country club we always go out there and play at and you know, just looking over the mountains, and I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's in a it's close to Mullen, Nebraska. It's called Dismal River. It's, it's the river that runs through there, and you can get up on that mountain and you just look out. There's pretty waitresses, cigars, and everything, and it's this beautiful stage. And you know, you just sit back and you're up there on that mountain, and you say, "Wow!" At least a wow moment for me is, "Wow!" I went from nothing to now I'm standing on a mountain in Nebraska, in the middle of nowhere. What, how did I get here? You know, another wow moment would be getting able to talk to John Anderson. We were down at the uh, at the beach, and a friend of mine used to do security for him, and they're real good friends. We were having fun down there, and uh, he calls him up. John gets on the phone, and and um, and I impersonated John. You you know John Anderson? Uh, yeah. I sung swinging. I said, "There's and I, I impersonated him. And I figured he would, uh, you know, like it or whatever, but the phone was silent for about 10 seconds. And he said, well, that, that sounds pretty good, you know. Uh, I think I offended him. I don't know. That, just the, the being in Nashville and being able to go down and play in a bar and make money and have a good time and put a smile on people's faces, that's my wow. You know, um, I've, had, I've had a lot of great times in the short few years I've been here, but my wow is just getting to – just getting to do what you are passionate about, right? And but but it's more it's more or less. And I know you know all the smiling on TV and everything. Where we love the fans and everything. 
to me, and a lot of other people are genuine about it, but for me personally, that is my whole, you know, I see an old lady sitting in a crowd and I do an old Conway song or something. You know, that's what makes me happy. Um, you know, so hopefully I get to keep doing it. Um, Love that. Now you're going to perform a couple songs for us, right? I, I can. If you'd like to hear a couple, I can do a couple. Well, what's for, yeah, tell everybody what the first one you're going to do and the floor is yours. Well, I, I want to do a song. Uh, this song is called Beer Bait and Billy Baker's Daughter. Oh, wow. And it's really, um, it's really like a, I guess you could say, I, I don't like to label myself, you know, as a 90s artist or, a, mm -hmm. a, you know, I like all of it. I always say, yeah. like, I put Alan Jackson and Aaron Young and Johnny and Joe Nichols and, all them guys and I put them in a washing machine and the sound I have now is what come out. Uh, but this song is more 90s. It was written by Marla Cannon and Michael Heaney. Oh, wow. Let's get a little song. Mic check, one, two. Can y'all hear me? Yep. All right. All right, let's do it. Beer Bait and Billy Baker's Daughter. I think this is going to be my second single we put out here in the next couple of weeks probably there's a little bitty shack just off river road every fisherman from eight counties go it's packed to the gills, water wall, collar got you. Beer bait and Billy Baker's daughter. Now they sell a little ice and cigarettes. Got cold cuts and fish implements. But the reason it's bumper to bumper down the hollers, cause beer bait and Billy Baker's daughter. Short shorts. Long legs, right time to make a man bad. The best kind of trouble lies behind that smile. Let the matter that don't drive me wild. I've been hoping against hope she'd notice me. One day she had a bit for me. When she gave me my change, there was a number on the dollar set. Beer bait and Billy Baker's daughter. Well, I bet the next day the boys were surprised. They pulled up to find her gone fish inside. And they died if they knew I was out on the water with my beer bait and Billy Baker's daughter. You know, it's a fun little song. It's uh, uh, a. <laughs> We just got done recording that. Uh, weeks oh ago. wow! Uh, I don't know I love it. on here, but uh, uh, you know it's a fun song, especially with the band. <laughs> I bet. I bet people love that in the audience. That one. All that pollen's getting to me. <laughs> I know the feeling because this time of year, which really I'm allergic to almost everything when it comes to. Um, allergy type pollen type stuff, but man, it's uh, you know this time of year is always worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're coming up. We're we're gonna be moving to Nashville next year, 
and um, we love it in Nashville. In fact, we just came from a seven-day trip to Nashville, and we'll be going back to Nashville July 1st for seven days. Really? Yeah, last year was the first time we, we did their fireworks ever. Oh, and it was, and of course, it was the, I think they said it was the biggest they ever done because it was two years worth of fireworks. It was awesome. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing when you go down there and Broadway just fills up. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot, you know, a lot of people think, you know, oh, you know, cause we don't drink or anything, but yet we're down. But when we go, we take our three year old and our 10 year old, we go all go down on Broadway. And, and I always tell people that if you're going to Nashville, even if you don't like the party scene, that's fine. You know, we get that because we don't, like I said, we don't drink and all that. But do yourself a favor. Go 9, 30, 10 o'clock on a Friday or Saturday night when, when they got the Broadway blocked off where you can then walk in the middle of the streets. It says you'll get to experience Broadway the way Broadway should be experienced. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, with the whole pandemic and everything now, you can't even – Everybody just goes out and gets so drunk, you can't even walk down the street without somebody walking into you nowadays. It wasn't like that when I moved here. Oh, wow. So it's gotten a lot more of that. Right, right. But they, it's definitely wild down there. They make a killing. I'd, I'd love to have my name on one big killing one day. <laughs> just go tell old Garth that you'd like to partner with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd probably first, if I had the money, I'd, I wouldn't buy a bar. I'd, I'd restore the Ernest Tubb record shop. And, and uh, well, not restore it. It's still there, but I'd keep it. I think it, I really think it should, it should be kept and preserved, you know, because country music, you know, is, is uh, losing its core. And, and mm -hmm. you know, when you walk past that building, it always, it, at least it reminds me of where we come from. You know, yeah. Like, you're not going to sing it like that, at least respect it and, and, yeah. Exist. Now, one thing I do like about country music out of all the genres, it really is, you know, a lot of people for years have always said it's exclusive, but it's not. It's actually the most inclusive um, genre out there. That's why you have your traditional country. You have your rock country, your Christian country. Right. Your, you know, you have all the different genres within the country banner. So to me, it's the most inclusive genre of all the genres out there. Right. Yeah. It, it's a very inclusive genre. You know, as a lot of people, you know, I think modern, modern country music, a lot of it nowadays is, you know, we have to get to the chorus in 20 seconds. That's <laughs> you know, and then, so a lot of it's pop music with about country things, you know, trucks and everything. And, and the stereotype is true, but you know, the people, there are a lot of people, especially people that listen to my kind of country music, they hate on them and they, they say it's awful and mm. die or they should go home. And, you know, I don't look at it like that. Um, I've always thought, I think there's room for everybody. Yep. People like me are cast aside, you know, at least right now because we don't make as much money for all the people singing the older stuff. But I think it's coming back around. I think oh, yeah. I think the, the 90s sound is, is really going to start blooming again and maybe, you know, it'll be the next pro country, you know. <laughs> Music happens in, in phases, you know. Every and Chris Stapleton's kind of bringing it back. Right, right. He's he's more of a blues. You know, I love Chris. Um, I love what he's doing and, and his vocals. I mean, God, man, I, I'd like to sing like Chris Stapleton, you know. But <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's you know, I I think there's room for everybody. I think you're right. Exactly. I think very 
And, and, you know, a lot of the, like you were talking about the people that do say that, you know, I've had people say that too. And I like it that it's inclusive, not exclusive. Like they want it. But again, you, when people say that, I always have to ask them, do you do, I'm like, do you do realize in Johnny Cash's days and Merle Haggard's days, people said that about them. Right. Oh, people hated them. And then when, when Alan Jackson and all them come along, the, the old timers hated all them too, you know? Uh, maybe not on maybe not on the on the TV, but they probably did. They you know, I mean, it's just people. It's human nature. But exactly, I'll say the same thing. You know, if I get lucky enough, people like me, they'll say the same thing about me. You know? <laughs> probably will. Yeah. You know, and you're as country as they come, and they're gonna be like, oh no, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a high tech redneck. Is what I like. <laughs> Love that. Um, so as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. And in our opinion, teams never get any love. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, as uh, the head dog of the pack would be Rhonda, Rhonda Atkins. You know, she had a big career in herself. Um, she's a, uh, where's she at? <laughs> <laughs> she says she don't have no makeup on. But, uh, she, but you know, the, she she and, and about makeup, you know, a lot of the, the people in Nashville paint their faces to go buy a squash or something. She she'll load up in the car. Oh, nobody will see me. Uh, but but you know, back to the music. Um, you know, she had a career of her own. You know, she uh, worked at Arista Records. She did publicity for Alan Jackson. Oh wow. And all them. And uh, and she uh, married Grace Atkins and, and uh, launched his career. And now she's trying to launch mine. And, and uh, you know, we got to keep going back to the store and get more gas and rock it off. That's how it is, you know, especially nowadays. But, uh, you know, she's really, uh, uh, you know, in music and in life, you know. Um, and there's Mackenzie, her daughter. Uh, she's, uh, she helps out here. You know, they keep me afloat. You know, every mm -hmm. night something will come along and it'll, it'll pop my head a bit and I start sinking and they come swimming over with duct tape and patch it. Then it'll be like, what is that all about? You know, but, <laughs> there it is. That's how it goes. It's fun, though. I, I love the music business. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, which, of course, would I guess my second one for today, since Sandy's not here. I'm used to saying third, but our little 10-year-old Christopher, and Sandy's listening to this, so she's hopefully sending him in um, as we speak. Um, but he always comes on and asks a couple questions. So, um, so while we're waiting for him to get in here, what's kind of next for you? You know, I don't know. I never know until it happens. Uh, <laughs> that's true, though. You know, like, I've been just Oh, you got to play tonight. Oh, oh, you know. uh, what's next for me? Uh, hopefully, I, I get out on the road. You know, I, I want to start, you know, but before you can do that, you have to play for the people and impress them. So you, I got to do that first, but hopefully I get out on the road and be doing some shows across the country. All right. Hi, Jody. So what's your favorite food? Hey, hey, what would you say? Sorry, but it cut out. Uh, I said, what's your favorite food? What favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. Um, my favorite food probably. Uh, I don't know. I like chicken and rice. I eat that all the time. Uh, chicken and rice and apples and stuff. That's what I've been eating recently. I love chicken. Cause what's yours? My favorite food's pizza. Pizza. 
Well, that's that's probably mine too, but I wanted to say chicken so I'd seem healthy. <laughs> All right, so what's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Um, I like to watch the news. I like to watch Fox News. I, I watch Fox News with Grandma. That's about all I watch on TV. Because <laughs> what's yours? My favorite TV show is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I used to watch SpongeBob. Hmm. Everybody used to watch SpongeBob, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> all right. So what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Um, Grand Torino. Clint Eastwood. Ooh. Love that movie. I like... Uh, Saving Private Ryan is another good one. I like a lot of the older movies. Uh, a little more modern to me, uh, which is modern to me it came out before I was born, but um, Kangaroo Jack, that was a funny movie. Oh, wow. Cause what's yours? My favorite movie is Minions. The Minions? Yeah, my mama likes the Minions. And, and they've built such a strong brand. Our three-year-old that when she gets, um, if we're walking in the mall, if there's a minion in the store, we have to go in there. I mean, they've built a strong brand. <laughs> All right, bye, thanks. Hey, thank you. Good to talk to you. Be sure to close that door. <clears throat> Y'all look just alike. <laughs> well, thanks. So um, if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, God. Oh. And if you want, pick one that's alive and one that's not. One that's alive and one that's not. Uh, one that's alive, probably Alan Jackson. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Uh, one of the ones, man, you know, he wrote most of the stuff he recorded. A lot of people can't say that. Um, and and all, all the stuff, you know, everything just so good. For, for the one alive, it would be him. And the one that's dead, um, um, Probably um, Johnny Paycheck or Waylon. Ah, really good one. So what's a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Well, I, I don't know. There's so many of them. You know, I, I listened to 90s and back. God, probably. Uh, can I give you like a couple of them? That's fine. I like fourteen carat mine. Um, Master you, I like Dwight Yoakam. I love that song. Um, on some good wordplay, probably. Vern Gosson, I don't know. Chiseled in stone, I like chiseled in stone. That's a great song. You know, speaking of writing songs, got another song for us, right? Oh yeah, I got one. Okay, to tell us about the song, and the floor is yours again. Well, this song, uh, this song's called Honky Tonk Night. We just released this song. Oh, wow. My first single, you know, it, it wasn't worked at radio, and, and, you know, we didn't take everybody out to dinner and stuff. It was just put yeah. out on socials, and, and uh, it's doing pretty good. It's got over 30,000 streams in oh, wow. the last three weeks, four weeks. Um, that's all, you know, organic, just me putting on my hat and singing it on the TikTok and stuff. It's been a good song, you know, it's a good place to start. I always wanted to release it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm glad I got to release it as the first song. You know, Dad started writing this song back in the 70s, and I found it in a box. Oh, wow. I, you know, we went in the studio, and I wanted to make it more modern-esque, modern if you will. Uh, so yeah. we rolled it, you know, and we it 
key and got some loud guitars in there. It's a good song. I'll, I'll try to portray uh, a good feeling across the screen uh, without the band. I don't have Jerry ripping that guitar, but I'll try my best. All right, let's <laughs> it's called Honky Tonk Night. Waitress, come over here. Bring me another cold, long neck beer. I'm out honky tonk, making the rounds. I just worked a forty hours. Ain't no way that I gotta be jailed. And it's Friday night, and I just got there. I don't care if you spend all of me. Turn up the band, turn down the light. Woman at home ain't treating me right. It's a honky tonk. You can tell the lady at the end of the bar the beer is cold, the band is hot, and I want to dance. Step with her. Well, you might throw in. I'm a rodeo star. Got a pickup truck and a play guitar. And I believe that she's a number 10 all over. And it's Friday night and I just got paid. I don't care if it's been on me. Turn up the band, turn down the light. Woman at home ain't treating me right. It's a honky tonk. That's my redneck edition of it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <clears throat> you so, get a on that last note. So as we look into the future, where would you like to be in five years? Uh, on a stage somewhere. Uh, not in Nashville. I thought maybe out west somewhere. On stage. I'd like to be. No. Um, I... I, I as long as I'm singing, you know, I mean, the big career and everything and the chords and everything, it's all great. You know? And just as long as I'm singing and I'm getting by with it, I'll be fine, you know. Um, if I get lucky enough to go through the right doors and get famous, I don't love that, you know. But uh, <laughs> if it happens, it happens. I'll, I'll be singing either way. So let's look, say, 15 years down the road, and let's say you are a success on that kind of scale. What do you hope you never forget? This interview. <laughs> uh, no, no, you know, I, I hope I'd never forget where I come from and, and you know, um, and, I, and I hope I never forget, you know, uh, the struggles of, of you know the music business and everything and, and the roots and, and everybody that come before me you know the Waylon Jennings and, and David Allen Coe and all those guys you know I um, when I get old and I can't walk no more I, I hope that I can look back and say well I did a good job you know that's what I, I strive to be uh, like if that makes any sense I don't know yeah <coughs> So what would you like your legacy kind of one step above that? What would you like your legacy to be when you when it's all said and done? Um, I'd like my legacy to be, a, you know, joy to people and, and you know, happiness for that escape for two hours. With all the big guys always talk about it. They rehearse, you know, we got to say this and that. You know, I, I hope I can I can do it. 
you know, be seen as somebody that country music, you know, and bow down to the masses and sing this because it makes two grand. Sing what I like and make two grand as opposed to ten grand. That makes sense. Uh, and just do it for the music, for the love of music, and not for the love of greed and money. Exactly. So, what inspires you to keep going? Music, you know, music. If music didn't exist, I'd probably be dead right now. Uh, <laughs> that's the truth, you know. Uh, I understand that. Rhonda, Rhonda inspires me to keep going. You know, she's had me gardening the last couple of days, and I've been out there in the sun and everything. And you know, that's been good for me. I didn't want to do it at first, but I got <laughs> thinking. I said, you know, this is a good escape from all the guitars and Cadillacs. You know, I, I, I like. I don't know the names of the flowers. I told uh, my buddy last night, I said, uh, he said, what type of flowers are you planting? And I uh, I don't know if I can say it, but I'm going to say it. But I said, I don't know the names of them. I, she's got me planting big-ass flowers and little-ass flowers. And he died laughing. He thought that was hilarious. But, but uh, I don't know. You know what keeps me going? Probably her and uh, watching Waylon Jennings on the TV. Tonight. I like watching him. I was watching some interviews of him preparing for this one, actually. Oh, wow. Last night, uh, it was. Uh, I like you better than the other interviewers. I saw. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> so, um, as we start to close out here, what advice would you give somebody that uh, wants to do what you do? Don't ever give up. Uh, well, that's stereotypical. I got to do better than that, uh, Chris. Uh, hold on, give me a second. Um, advice for people moving here, like me. Uh, you know, I mean, I moved here at a, at a young age, and you know, I've done a lot of living for someone my age. Um, but my advice to anybody, whether they're a kid like me or they're forty years old, I'd say stay out of trouble. Uh, don't get caught up in the you know the party crowd. That, that's really what takes everybody away. Yeah, uh, I'd say. Um, just focus on music and you know if it, if it happens it happens and if it doesn't it doesn't but i think a lot of people that become famous don't really have music in their heart it's, it's got to run it, you know uh, i think you really have to want it and have it in your heart and you know have music speak to you to be able to do it every day and enjoy what you're doing and i think what i'll close out with uh, my redneck closing um just be yourself you know and don't let people Try to walk all over you. Um, and, uh, sing what you want to sing and do your own thing, and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but at least you tried and you had fun in there while, while you were here. Don't, uh, don't, don't act bigger than you are. You know, I, I got a funny story about that. I, okay, go ahead. I moved here, you know, the rhinestones and everything, this is my image now, and I, I, I always wanted to dress like Porter Wagner. That's why I. But I, when I moved here, I didn't know anybody. I, this was like the first couple of weeks I lived here. And, uh, I had these red pants that belonged to Porter Wagner that my dad gave me. And, I, and they were, it was terrible. It was before I met Rhonda, so I dressed, and I dressed <laughs> in a depot and got paint dumped on me. And, after and uh, I had these red rhinestone pants, and I had on this uh, uh, orange jacket that belonged to little Jimmy Dixon. And I would go downtown with my, my $300 sunglasses and my cigars, and I'd walk Broadway 
trying to you know look famous. I, mean, I won't impress anybody. I was impressing the drunk people, but <laughs> you know the, the record label people they didn't have a care in the world if they were down there. You know a lot of them they'll go down there. And that, but if they did see me, and if they're watching right now, uh, hopefully uh, they're laughing because that, that's always funny. I don't share that very often, but it's a good little laugh to look back at things. You know, most definitely because you know life is short and. There's a lot of serious stuff that's going on in our world. So you have to really look at your life and look back and laugh about some things. Because, again, without that, without the laughter, what really are we doing here? Right. Yes, that's right. You know, life is so short. There's no time to be angry. Well, there is there is time on camera to be angry, but you can't be angry every day. You know, you got you to be good. Live for yourself, you know, and, and uh, I just... I think as long as you do that, you'll be okay in whatever business or avenue you've taken. Love that. So as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Rhonda, what's my name? I forgot my name. <laughs> um, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok and all that. It's all the same. At Jody Silver is my name. J-O-E-D-I and then Silver with an S. And, uh, we post my social medias and everything. So you can find me on there on all the social media platforms, Twitter, all that good stuff. I'm on all those. Love that. So um, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to do this again. This was fun. And thank Next you. time you'll meet my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'll come to Nashville. Give me a call. Maybe we'll go get a steak or something. All right. Because we'll be there July 1st. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds good. We'll see you then. I'll see you, man. Thank you so much. All right. You have a great day. Okay.